it's lovely to have just a, a well-being Sunday. I don't know any other church um, that has that, and it's such such a, a privilege to be able to just take time to think about what well-being really means. Um, well-being has been described by the World Health Organization in this way: mental health is a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. So we are concerned about our well-being, and I think uh, in the pandemic, we, we became maybe a bit more aware of the need to look after ourselves. Uh, maybe we had taken all that for granted before, and now we're a bit more aware of that. And we as a church, are concerned about looking after our well-being, not just our own well-being, but to look out for one another as well. So that's why we're having a well-being Sunday. And I hope that today we're going to see that God is concerned about our well-being. But first, we're going to take a look back. As many of you know, we ran Kintsugi Hope in the church uh, January to March last year. And uh, Lorraine Anderson led that course with me, and we have four very courageous volunteers from the course who are going to come and just share a little bit about what that course meant to them. So please come, and let's hear from you. So we have three questions here, and um, you're very courageous and brave and kind to do this. <laughs> You've got their, they've got their notes. So first, um, first question is to, to Carolyn. Why did you do the Kintsugi Hope course? Okay, so for me, um, well, first of all, I love the whole concept of Kintsugi Hope when I heard about it. Um, and it was really whenever Pauline spoke in church that first time, um, and she shared about the course, and I was amazed. She she actually touched on her own depression that she had struggled through. So for me, that immediately drew my attention to it, having been there myself. Um, so it was something immediately I felt I could benefit from. Um, also, I was feeling a bit vulnerable because I'd lost my dad the previous August, um, and also. Um, Coming out of lockdown, I was feeling very vulnerable. Uh, I had coped actually quite well during lockdown, but then when all the chaos and the busyness started again, uh, I really was feeling uh, very vulnerable. Um, and so when they talked about the course uh, starting in January as well, which is a hard month for everybody, uh, and I would struggle particularly with that month, um, here I am this year, standing here. But anyway, <laughs> um, so that was another reason I thought it was something that would give me a bit of focus amidst all of what was going on. And yeah, just basically, I have always had a heart for people who would be struggling with depression or despair of any sort. So it immediately uh, pulled me to that. And I thought if I could be helped by the course, then I could in turn help other people. So that's basically what, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
I suppose for me, when Pauline spoke that Sunday, um, the words beauty and brokenness just resonated and just hit me, to, you know, just like a, a thunderbolt and thought, yeah, absolutely, there is total beauty and brokenness. Um, for my, me and my family, we've gone through a, a challenging road with health issues of our little girl and now thankfully she's very well, but the whole psychological impact I think still existed and it was unresolved and I always just said it was sort of parked it and never really dealt with it. So I felt this course was probably going to give me the chance to explore that pain and suffering through um, faith and prayer and hope with our Lord um, and just to take me on through that journey and the results have been fabulous. Thank you so much, Ethel and Carolyn. Now, question two, what did you get out of Kinsugi Hope course? And we're going to Linda first. Um, well, to start with, um, I was very nervous going that, that, that first evening, um, didn't know what I was going to, um, but I believed that whatever it was it would help me coming um, through a broken relationship. Um, but after being there for a few weeks, um, I just uh, started to feel stronger, my confidence started to come back, I started to feel a bit better about myself. Um, and each week we looked at a different topic. Um, some weeks it was depression, sometimes it was self-esteem. Um, it was just lots and lots of different topics and just each week was just really special. Um, we also uh, done different Bible passages which related to each of these um, things we were talking about that week. And we also had prayer time which I found very helpful and very valuable. Um, just, I'm uh, just very humbled to have been part of Kinsuki Hope. Um, it's been a great blessing to me, and um, it has been um, helped me with all the challenges that I've had uh, in my life over the last few years, and made me into the person that I am today. Um, I still cope, or I still um, have different challenges, but with things we have learned through Kinsuki Hope, I just think back to them, and they help me in my daily walk. And I just um, just have came out of this course a much stronger uh, person, just feeling that life there is hope and just um, yeah, just it was really good. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so in doing Kansugi, the first thing was I found a whole pile of new friends. Um, I found a place where it was okay to share, or it was okay to not share. Um, for me, personally, it gave me the space to realise I was simply doing my best and I now have the tools to practise ongoing healthy self-care. Thank you, everyone. Now, this question is for everyone, every one of the four of you. What would you say to someone who's thinking of doing Kinsugi Hope? And we're going to Rosie and then Linda. So, yes, thank you. Well, I'm never slow to mention Kintsugi to people. So choosing to walk with Kintsugi Hope is the equivalent of filling up your cup. And it won't just benefit you, it will benefit all those around you as well. Yeah, so I would say as well to anyone who's thinking of doing Kintsugi Hope, definitely go for it. Um, again, like Rosie said, I made lots of new friends, new friendships, and still have the support. And if it hadn't been for Kinsuki Hope, I wouldn't be the person that I am, de am today, stronger. So yes, if you get the chance, yeah, definitely go for it. I can only echo what the ladies have said. And 
absolutely grab it with both hands and go for it. It can be emotional. There's a lot of sharing if you choose to do so. We've had laughter. We've had tears. We even did some arts and crafts. For me, that was just <laughs> unbelievable. And I have a, a nice bowl adorning my mantelpiece. So please just, if, if and where, if it appears in your life, please just grab it with both hands. Well, there's not much left for me to say. Um, if you are thinking about it or you've been moved in any way today, um, certainly don't think anymore. Just make that call. And it certainly is something that I wish I had had an opportunity to do years ago. Thank you. Everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much to all of you. It was really courageous of you to do that. And I want to just mention that we have two guests in the service. We have Caitlin and Ludivine, both from Kentucky Hope here today. We're really, really <laughs> thankful that you have taken the time to come and be with us today. And um, I hope that what you've heard has encouraged you about the impact of Kentucky Hope. So if, if that has sparked your interest at all, please um, keep it in mind. We are hoping to run the course again and watch this space or the church bulletin or your church email or however you get your news from church and um, look out for uh, details of the course that we will run again in the future but I just want to quickly uh, zoom through and I know that time is short so we will zoom through the slides about shalom um, because shalom is the word we have in the bible it's not well-being but it is a much richer word than well-being um, and shalom um, means a whole lot of things. It actually occurs more than 240 times in the Bible. It's a Hebrew word, obviously. And here's what it um, comprises. Completeness, soundness, welfare, peace, safety, health, prosperity, quiet, tranquility, contentment, and friendship. So with all those things, you'll be glad to know I'm not going to go through every single one um, because we'll be here all day. But I just want you to get the, the perspective of that. Shalom is, is a very wide, very broad gift from God that he intended for all of us as human beings to have. And we're just going to quickly look at a few of those. First of all, shalom means peace. In the Old Testament particularly, there are blessings of peace. Um, Abraham was blessed with peace. And God said to him, you'll go to your ancestors in peace. And um, that incorporated the whole sense of completeness. It's not just the absence of facility or the absence of war, but it's the whole, um, whole concept of peace. Secondly, shallow means well-being. You maybe remember that Jacob sent his little son Joseph uh, the favored one um, to see if all was well with his brothers and so that was the sense of well-being and you know we we get into the habit of saying how are you fine how are you fine um, but I wonder if like like Joseph we were to say is it well with you how would we answer it's not so easy to answer fine to that question um, but I think it's a lovely question then next shalom is a blessing and you'll probably be more um, more inclined to remember this and we we had the reading from emma earlier the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace that was a blessing that aaron the priest gave to the people of israel beautiful blessing um, of peace and so in in israel today when you greet someone you say shalom 
um, which is so much richer than high, <laughs> um, because it incorporates all of that. And on the Sabbath in Israel and in Jewish communities all over the world, as Sabbath begins, they say Shabbat Shalom. That's a mouthful, I know. But they're not just saying, have a good Sunday. They're saying, may, may the peace, may the well-being, may, may all of that that God intends be yours today as you enter into Sabbath. And may you start the new week with nothing lacking. Isn't that beautiful? Such a blessing. I think we should start that, Simon. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> um, and then next, it means safety. There's, there's also the concept of safety in shalom. And God is our safe place um, so there also is, sh- is safety and then finally there is the concept of welfare and God in- encourages us to pray for the welfare of our city or the welfare of our country and so we as the people of God can bring the peace of God shalom to our communities by praying for them praying that peace over them so that's the Old Testament um, what does the New Testament have to say? Well, obviously it doesn't use the word shalom because that's a Hebrew word, but you will know there are lots of references in the New Testament to peace. And again, I'm just going to quickly go through those. We're just, we've just celebrated Christmas and we have that beautiful passage in Isaiah 9 um, with all the names of Jesus ending in everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Jesus um, was prophesied that he would be the Prince of Peace. And throughout his life, Jesus demonstrated that he is our shalom. So right at the beginning, you remember the angels, when they, when they told about the birth of Jesus, they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Right at the beginning, we were told that he was bringing peace. And then when you remember, he goes into Jerusalem for his final visit and the people cry, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So again, the concept of peace. And then, of course, before he died, Jesus met with his 12 friends, his disciples, and he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives I give to you. And so Jesus gave peace to his disciples. And then you remember um, when he came back um, from the dead and he was resurrected and he met with them again, peace be to you. So all through the Bible, that has been the plan of God, that God would bring us his peace, his shalom. But here we are and we are living in this world today and God has promised peace to us and right at the beginning in the Garden of Eden it was perfect peace and when we get to heaven it will be perfect peace again but we're in the here and now we're in the now and not yet and if you're like me there are days and moments and maybe more than days maybe weeks and months when you don't know that shalom when there is trouble and anguish and and grief and depression and anxiety and all kinds of things and you know that doesn't take God by surprise Jesus actually promised that we would have these things alongside the peace that he has promised so in John 16 it says this behold the hour is coming indeed it has come when you will all be scattered each to his home and will leave me alone so Jesus is promising 
the disciples are going to be scattered. He's going away. He's going to die on the cross in order to bring us perfect peace. Um, but he says, in the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus is promising troubles and peace. How, how can that be? Um, I think for Christians, that is the exciting thing about our message of the gospel, that we don't, we're not blind to the fact that there are troubles every day in our world, throughout the world, globally, but in our, in our own communities and in our own lives. We have been promised trouble. That's part of being human, part of living in a broken world, but also we are promised peace. And how do we marry those things together? I would love that we work hard at becoming a church where it's okay not to be okay. That we can talk about the things that trouble us and not just afterwards. Because sometimes we're very good at talking about things after the event. Well, I had a really hard time, you know, but I'm, I'm all good now. Um, but I would love that we would become a place where actually we can talk about the days that are not so good. The, the weeks that are not so good and maybe the years that are not so good that we can talk about those together because Jesus has given us permission to do that and you will you will have heard from the girls who shared earlier the importance of having a place like uh, Kentucky Hope where they were able to be honest if they wanted to and be quiet if they wanted to and I would love that we as a community would become that kind of place so we are working now at developing that kind of place. Um, it is called Renew Wellbeing. Um, it's a space where it's okay not to be okay. Uh, it's not a course like Kintsugi Hope. It's not something you sign up to. It's something you pop into when you want and you leave when you want. Um, and there are over 200 of these spaces in the UK um, we, we in our community are set to become the second one in Northern Ireland and we are hoping to start this space very soon. I want to tell you three things that a Renew Space is um, founded on. First of all, it's about being prayerful. Being prayerful is really important at a Renew Space. So it's not like we have a prayer meeting together. It's not a prayer meeting. It's not a Bible study. It's not even a place where we will have talks about mental health. There are other places in our church and our communities where we do that. It's just a place where we come. There is a dedicated corner which is kept quiet all the time. So people can go there when they want, if they want, at any time. But then throughout the session, the morning, the afternoon, whatever, there will be just a gentle invitation to go together to the quiet space, to the, the, the place that is dedicated for prayer. And someone will lead a led prayer very quietly, very gently, very carefully, very briefly. And people will be encouraged to pray one sentence, one word prayers, audibly or inaudibly. No, no threat, no intimidation, no awkwardness, um, just an invitation to join in if people want. So prayer is important. Being present is important. As we've heard already from the Kintsugi Hope course, it's really important just to be present to each other, to be there for one another when things are tough and when things are good. It's great to celebrate together too. And thirdly, partnership. So a Renew Space will partner with the local church. And uh, I, I am so thankful. I know I'm 
maybe supposed to say this, but I am very thankful for the support of Simon and Emma and their team in, in doing this kind of thing in the church. I don't take that for granted. It's really powerful. Thank you. Um, we have the support of the church. We have partnership with Renew Wellbeing, so spaces all over the UK, and we are part of that. But also partnership with mental health. So if people come in who need signposted, we are able to do that. We're not providing that, but we're signposting people. So it's a place to look after our well-being. Tea and coffee on tap. Um, hobbies, you bring your hobby. I have to be very careful how I said that. I said it the other day and somebody thought I was saying bring your hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so bring your hobbies, um, your knitting, your woodwork, bring a game of Scrabble, bring colouring in, whatever it is that helps your well-being, come and share it. That's what it's about. Us all sharing with each other praying together, being there for each other. You got a card on the way in. I hope you still have it. And I uh, hope you, you keep it as a bit mark or put it, well, you can't put it on your fridge, as a reminder um, of what we're doing here. And remember to pop in. Our space is going to be in Marilyn Church Halls, uh, Monday at 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, beginning the first Monday in February. So... I want you to feel absolutely free, all of you, to pop into that. And I want to end with a photo of um, Ruth Rice, who is the director of Renew Wellbeing, as she recovered from a year of burnout, found that the most important thing for her was holding a cup. I think we have a picture of her book. Yeah, thank you very much. Slow down, show up and pray. That's the book of how this all started. And she held a cup in the morning, her first cup of coffee, and it was a picture both of God holding her, so shalom, God holds all of us in our pain, in our joy, whatever we are. And also it was a picture of her holding her day before God. And she would pray through a psalm, a word of a psalm, a sentence of a psalm. And that was so important to her in her recovery, she wanted to share it with others. That's at the heart of Renew Wellbeing. And I want to end just with that beautiful blessing of peace for us all. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine on us and be gracious to us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace. Amen. Thank you.